0: Welcome to the podcast Let the Prophet Speak. This is Saul Weiner, the host for your podcast, and today we are going to study Micah 7a, the first portion of the seventh chapter of the Prophet Micah, the Navi Mika Perek Zion, and we are going to be studying verses 1 through 13 today. Micah, the prophet Micah, continues his criticism of the people of his time. And the first several verses is a very graphic description of the depravity of the time in which Micah was trying to teach his prophecy and teach his lessons. So let's start with verse 1. li, woe is to me, says Micah, says Micah. Woe is to me. I am so alone in this generation I feel like I am one of those people Who are out gathering figs Or like someone who is harvesting grapes However, I cannot even find a cluster of grapes to eat My heart desires to find a ripe fruit to pick But I can't find any In the same way, in our nation, there are no longer any pious people in the land. I'm looking for someone, but I can't find them. There are no straight or honest people among the people today. Everyone is trying to take advantage of the other. They're trying to lay traps and ambushes in order to take advantage of others and commit crimes against others each person each person is trying to trap the other in a net in order to take advantage of them dishonesty deceit lies surrounds me <clears throat> regarding evil you have trained your hands both of your hands, to do so well, to do evil. You have trained your hands to be to excel at perpetrating evil. Hasar <laughs> shoel. This is the officer in charge of enforcing the law. He asks for favors. <laughs> and the judge, he gets paid off with bribes. <laughs> and the great one, meaning the political leader, he speaks havas <laughs> who he speaks only about what he wants and what's beneficial for him. So, all three uh, types of leaders the those that are the enforcers of the law, the police, those that are the judges, and the political leaders are all in cahoots. And they all. يَعَبِتُهَا. This is a very difficult word to translate, but uh, many of the commentaries describe. That the word vayabetuha means, and they wove it together like an avot. It is from the the ayin vet taf, which means a rope, which is woven by three different strands. So the three groups together have woven together a rope that is so strong. The corruption is so strong, like a rope. Tovam kheidek, the best one of them, is awful, like a. a uh, like a sharp thorn. Some say that means the, because the thorn that causes so much pain, um, like the Radak, Rashi says it's like a thorn that gets stuck in the wool and it's impossible to remove. That's how bad they are. Yashar mi mesucha, the most upright of the people today are are worse than a a barrier of thorns. People would grow bushes on the edges of their field as, as a fence, as a gate. Mitzapecha. On mitzapecha means those I'm sorry, I, I skipped the word. Yom mitzapecha, the day that you have hoped for. The day that you the mitzapim, some some of the translators like the Radak assume this means the false prophets who have told you about all the great things you're gonna wait for. That day that you're waiting for, piku Instead of getting what you're thinking you're gonna get. What's gonna happen is you're gonna be remembered by God for punishment. Atta now, in other words, envisioning that day as if it was now, Tiyam that is when you're gonna get so confused because you are being led astray, you're led to think that your lives of corruption were gonna to lead to something good but you're going to find out that it's going to lead to punishment instead. Here's some advice, Micah says, the Navist Mikha tells us in this time. People are so dishonest, so selfish, so self-absorbed, that you can't trust anyone. Al ta'minu b'raya, he says in verse 5. Don't have any faith or trust, even in your friends. <inaudible> Certainly do not rely on, on the aluf, the leader, the captain, he's even worse. Mi and even from the one who sleeps next to you who lies next to you in bed from your spouse him or herself Shimor pisre picha. watch what you say because he or she can turn against you in a second this is how bad it is this is how deep the dishonesty has become kivain menabel of. A son will speak badly and say terrible things and treat badly his own father. Bat a daughter, will stand up against her mother. Musa, a daughter-in-law, against her mother-in-law. Oy ish, the enemies of a man have become anchebe so. His own family has become his enemy. This is how deep the dishonesty has become. Va'ani, says Micah, says I, I don't hope for falsehood, I hope. In God, I wait and look for God. Ochila, I, I, I pine for, I yearn for Elohai Yeshi, the God who is the one who saves me. Yishma'ini Elohai, my God, will listen to me. He will hear my prayers. My enemies, he says. Micah says. Don't be so happy over me. When you see me here with a downfall, when you see me in a bad time, that right now, during this corrupt time, it looks like I'm on the bottom, don't be happy when you see that. Because just like I have fallen now, I will get up. I will arise. In the same way that now I sit in darkness and nobody's listening to my message and it looks like I'm at the bottom. God is light for me. He will be the light for me and take me out of this. Looking to verse 9. Za'af Adonai I have to carry the anger of God. Ki now this, it sounds like, in verse 9, is is the, the prophet, Micha, speaking on behalf of the people of Israel. So it's really... He's speaking as if the people of Israel are speaking. Yes, now we are down, and I have to bear the anger of God Kihatasilo, because I, meaning the people of Israel, have sinned to him. In other words, when you look at just like Nika said that I was the prophet was at a downtime, but God will listen to my prayer and I will get up again, he is now saying the people of Israel can say this to the world as well. I am carrying this in. Because I have sinned I am carrying this, his, his anger and his punishment Which is why now I am down Now I am in exile However this will only be Until God will fight my fight Be And he will do my justice In other words once my sin is expounded And once I come back to God God will fight for me and bring me back And he will bring me into the light Just like he said regarding himself God is my light he will take me, meaning the Jewish people, into light. And I will see his righteousness. I will be vindicated by God. And you, my enemy, will see. And you will be covered in shame. You, the one who said to me, Where is your Lord your God? Where is he? He's not protecting you now. You're under our thumb. You are under our rule. We have you now. Where is your God? Where did he go? But soon you will be the ones that are ashamed and embarrassed. (inaudible) I will see her downfall. In other words, your downfall. (inaudible) Ata now, meaning this is the vision in the future. Now (inaudible) You, you who are oppressing me now, will become... Uh, we become uh, something that gets trampled, like the mud in the streets gets trampled in the wintertime. These next three verses have, are very challenging to translate, and who the subject and object of these statements are very um, uh, difficult to interpret, and there's about as many interpretations as there are commentaries. I am going to read through these next three verses with five different possible approaches. Uh, four are from the classic commentaries, and the fifth one will be my own, um, which kind of blends some of them, but also is a little bit of my own approach. But here it says, Yom livnos <sighs> Gidei the day to build your fences. Yom <laughs> ha'hu," that day, Yirchak chok." will be far away, the chok will be far away. Now, what is this chok? I'm going to describe that in a second. And the question is, what does this mean, the day of building your fences? Who is your here? Um, That is one question. I know that I'm leaving some things open. Hang in there and I will explain. I'm going to read the next two verses and then... And then I'm going to explain the three together in several different ways. Yom it will be a day, and it will come to you. Ashur, they will come from Assyria, matsar and the fortified cities, and from all of the. Uh, uh, lands of Egypt all the way to the river Miyam and from sea to sea and mountain to mountain. And the land will be destroyed or desolate of its settlers, Mipri because of the actions of those of the, of the people that as a result of the actions of the people that live there. Uh, again, I know this it's hard to, to um, interpret. But I'm gonna start giving you several different explanations. Each one is kinda of different from the other and each one has beautiful lessons in it. So first I'm going to explain it the way Rashi explains it. And the first question that you need to answer is, this day to build your fences, who is that? Who is your? Rashi understands that, and, and who is speaking? So who's, who's speaking and who is speaking and who is the you here? So Rashi understands that this is going back on the prior verse where it said, Those that say to me, where is the Lord your God? And therefore it's continuing and it's saying, These are the enemies of Israel saying to Israel, "Yom That day that you guys, that you people of Israel want to build your fences, in other words, reestablish your presence in Israel, and you want to build your fences around your fields and start building it up, Yom that day your Chok is going to be very far away. And Chok meaning that time that you think that you're going to have a redemption is far, far away. In other words, so far away that you're never going to see it. These are the words of the, of the other nations taunting the people of Israel. And then in verse 12, the prophet or the people of Israel answer back and say, No, Yom who the day will be, and it will come to you. However, you, Babylon, Babylon, you, the one who destroyed the land of Israel, lemini to you will come the people of Assyria and the people of the fortified cities. lemini And the Egyptians, all the way to the river, all of those nations are going to come and attack you, Babylon. Al and can, and the land of Babylon will be destroyed of its of its settlers miprima because of the result of what they did by destroying Israel. This is how Rashi reads these three psukim. Next, I'm going to say how the Radak reads these three these three verses. First, he looks at these words. Let's look at verse 11. Yom levnos the day to build your fences. These are actually not the nations speaking to Israel, but rather these are the people of Israel speaking in the future day to the nations of the world and saying, We Israel, we people of Israel are reestablishing Israel. You are gathering around, this is referring to the war to end all wars, the wars of Gog and Magog, where the nations will gather around the Jewish people settled in Israel to destroy them. And those nations. And the Israel will say, the day that you think you are going to come and build your fences here in Israel, Yom Ahu Yirchak Chok. On that day, you will not win. The laws that you used to oppress us with while we were under your rule in exile, those laws will be far, far gone and far, far away. But rather, Yom the Odecha Yavo." but rather the day will come and it will come upon you. It will come to all you people of Assyria, all, you, all the fortified cities, and, all, and, to, and, and Egypt to the rivers and the seas and the, nation, and the mountains. All of you nations will be destroyed. And because of your evil plans, the land will be destroyed and the land will be desolate. That's how the Radak reads and understands These three verses Now I'm going to read How the Evan Ezra reads these three verses And that would be as follows The one that's speaking Is God speaking And God is speaking to the people of Israel Yom Livnoski Dei Rayek Is saying as follows The day that God came, or will come, to build your fences in the land of Israel, meaning the day that you, the Jewish people, are coming to rebuild the land and build your fences and resettle the land of Israel, Yomahu on that day, the laws of oppression that the other nations put against you, the laws, the heavy taxes and burdens he specifically refers to, that they put upon you. On that day, it will be gone because that will be the day that God is asking, is bringing you to build up your fences. And then he continues and says, The next verse, There will be the day. And to you, the day will come. And who is it that will come? You will come, Limini Ashur. You will come from all of those nations. The people are going to come from Assyria. The people are going to come from the the fortified cities that were holding them. The people are going to come from Egypt. From all the way, from one sea to the other sea and from one mountain to the other mountain. They will all come. That's what it means when it says they will come. It means the people, the Jewish people that are scattered among all those lands will come. And then the rest of the lands will be desolate from its settlers because of what they of, 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 as a result of what they have done this is very similar also to what the how the Targum Yonatan the um, translation Jonathan translation the Targum Yonatan the, uh, the Aramaic translation also has a read that's similar to this Evan Ezra then I'm going to read to you what the Mitsudo says which is similar to Evan Ezra this is a fourth way of reading these Psukim. But a little different as well, he also looks at it as God speaking to Israel and says, "Yom Yomvno de, the day that you people of Israel, are coming to build the land, Yomahu that day, yerk those those oppressive laws will be gone and then he continues, however, this in this sense he, he veers very much from the Ezra. not that you, the Jewish people, are going to come from being scattered around the world, but rather... The day will come and to you will come all of the people of Assyria and all of the people from Egypt and all of the people from the seas and all the people from the mountains will come to learn from you. You are the That's what they're going to come, not to be destroyed, not the Jewish people being gathered, but all of those nations will be gathered. And this is very consistent with ideas that my, my, the prophet Micah has been stating until now. However, Vihaitaha ha'aretz Shimama the land, the land of those people of Babylon who destroyed, the the people who destroyed Israel, the ones and they who did not humble themselves and remained arrogant, they will be destroyed. Al this is very similar. We should remind ourselves from Isaiah fourteen twenty three, where Isaiah talks about um uh, the destruction of Babylon. However, in Isaiah nineteen verses twenty three and twenty four we see something very different when he talks about assyria and egypt and israel being what in the day of the future all of those nations being together and worshiping god together as some as a like a as a triple uh, alliance um you can look up those verses and see that but the Mitsudos is really going consistent with that and saying all of these nations Assyria, Egypt, they're all going to come and make peace and learn from you and all worship God together but the nation of Babylon who refuses to join will be destroyed. Now I am going to read, after reading you these four paths, I'm going to tell you how I read these, these verses and I'm offering an alternate explanation and that would be as follows. First of all, I'm trying to be as consistent as I can with the reading of these verses. From the prior verse 10, we had either the prophet or the people of Israel referring to you meant you, the nations that are speaking against me, okay? So therefore, in continuation, when it says you, Gidei Royach here in verse 11, it's most logical to assume that the you is referring to the nations. Now, if, um, so basically it is, and, and before the speaker in verse 10, the speaker was either Israel or the prophet speaking on behalf of Israel to, his, to her tormentors. So therefore, the speaker here is the prophet or Israel. It should be consistent. There is no end of parsha. There is no chapter designation between verse 10 and verse 11. It's a continuation one to the other. So therefore, Yom Livnoski De'rayach, the day that you've come to build your your fences, is the people of Israel talking to the um, the, the the it's her tormentors, the other nations. So Yom Livnoski De'rayach then must mean the day that you are coming to build your um, your fences in Israel. Yomahu that day Yerchak Chok, is very far, far away. Now Yerchak Chok here, I believe, the, the even though I saw, you know, we mentioned that ben Ezra and the Matzudahs assume that Chok is referring to the oppressive laws that were leveled against Israel by the nations, it would be kind of odd to throw that in as that has never been mentioned here. I think this is another play on words that Micha has done similar things before. It's like Yerchak Chok. He's saying it, it's far, far, far away. That's all it means. Yerchak the second word Chok, does not mean the laws or anything like that. The Chok usually means, it's a play on words, it's a way of saying that the day you think, you nations think you're going to come and build your fences here and settle our land of Israel, that day is far, far away. Yerchak Chok, very far away. And then he continues and says, Yom Hu. Yomhu, there is yet a day, yeah, there is true a day. Via Decha and it will come to you. I just said that day is far, far the day of you building those things, that's far, far away. But there is another day, and that is coming your way. And Lamini Ashur, Motzar, it's coming to you, Assyria, it's coming to the cities of Egypt, it's coming to the cities, the built-up cities, all the way out to the rivers and all the way from sea to sea and mountain to mountain. And on that day, the land is going to be destroyed from all of its settlers, because of all of the bad things that you guys have done and the bad things that you continue to do. Um, And this would be consistent with, I think this reads the easiest, it flows the easiest, and it's consistent with the message of Micah that those who continue to torment and continue to oppress will ultimately not prevail. Thank you for studying the first portion of chapter seven. Looking forward to completing Micah when we do Micah 7b together.